War II, an elite U.S. commando team was placed in cryogenic suspension as an emergency contingency plan. The horrific release of Agent Cunning, an unsuspecting population, prompted their revival. These four MMO experts, modified by super science, have dedicated themselves to providing insightful, humorous commentary in the hopes of preventing future catastrophes of the age of Conan Magnetic. If you're playing or making a crappy MMO, and if you can find them on iTunes, you can listen to the M Team. Listen to those channels. Seven of Channel Massive. Yo. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and Jason's also here too. He's <laughs> a little bit verklempt. <laughs> Jason always withdraws into his show and <laughs> Jim and when Mark the tapes are rolling. saying something. He's got the stage fright. <laughs> Shh. Are you wearing your diapers? <laughs> I think that's a no. Uh oh, drat! I won't dignify I'll be needing that. Need, I'm gonna need a new response. chair. What'd you, you have for dinner, Noah? <laughs> I had Del Taco. <laughs> Wonderful, Channel delicious. Not sponsored by Del Taco. <laughs> not since the I love Del Taco. Spicy chicken burrito and crinkle cut fries. What have we got on the agenda this evening? The sinister secret hidden agenda. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a surprise. We can't tell you. No. We're going to talk about what we've been playing. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a bold move. Unanticipated. Uh, not role playing, but playing. Well, if we haven't already lost half of our listeners, <laughs> what else will we be talking about tonight? <laughs> we have a few emails. We don't have any audio emails. <sighs> but that's okay. Yeah, you slackers need to get back on the Skype thing. Did we even hear, I don't think we even have anything from Nameless One. No, we have a Nameless One. Yeah, we do. One. We have an audio oh, rant. Oh, okay. From the Nameless One. All right, I take that back. We have one audio rant. <laughs> then we're going to get into Twig. We're going to talk about 18-hour boss battles. We're going to talk about City of Heroes, perhaps in a positive light. Perhaps. Among other things. And then we will get into Blog Osteria. Blog Osteria! Where we talk about the wonderful abilities that people have with blog technology <laughs> <laughs> and how they choose to wield their power. And with great power comes great responsibility. Or maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> cleansing. Great cleansing. Must make clean. Paint it all white. Uh. <laughs> For starting the what we're playing segment with the mouthful of cookies, that's minus 20 DKP, Noah. <laughs> no, what have you been playing this week? I've been eating cookies. <laughs> that's a game. It's a game within a game. <laughs> with Is that metaphoric rewards. for something? <laughs> no, that's later in the podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
I have been playing on my Xbox 360. Um. I've been playing Soul Calibur 4. Braid. Uh, Galaga how, Legions. How is Braid? Oh, it's excellent. It's really, really great. Like, it's like so so mixed. The reviews have been... I don't... Well, you look at it and you think it's going to be a traditional platformer like Super Mario Brothers, but that's mm-hmm. only just the structure of the level. It's a lot more like, I think, a puzzle game mixed with adventure game. Maybe even more adventure game. So it's like bringing the adventure game back? Like me, I'm bringing sexy back. (laughs) Yes, you are. It's all about manipulating the flow of time, fast-forwarding, rewinding. It's kind of like Prince of Persia, where if you die, an X button pops up on the screen automatically, so you just hold it down, and it rewinds to where you were before you I think we talked about this a little Mm -hmm. bit. And And it's really tricky. Every single level is a puzzle, and it's all about figuring out how to manipulate the mechanic that's featured in each suite or stage. Excuse me, uh, maybe a world? Maybe that's the word I'm looking for. For instance, in one world, it's all about you can leave recordings of yourself, and then you rewind back to where you started recording, and then Shadow will appear, and will do whatever you recorded while you go and do something else. So, for instance, you could record yourself hitting a switch, which opens the door on the other side of the stage, and then you rewind, and then your shadow self goes and hits the switch, and then you can run your real self over to the door that it opens and go through. Whoa. Whoa. There's all sorts of really great little things like in there. Like your id and your super id. Yeah. The, the cool ego stuff, and the huh? super ego. <laughs> and Soul Calibur 4 is excellent. Galaga Legions is really fun. Have you tried it online yet? No, I haven't. I don't have Xbox Live. I don't want to pay 60 bucks to play Is it Soul 60 Calibur. Bucks? I, I guess it's sixty bucks a year. Yeah. Wow. I I guess I should look at my <clears throat> billing statements. <laughs> well, you can you can create a Mark profile. Mark wonders why sixty dollars is being taken away from him every month. You, you can create a profile without having an official Xbox Live membership. It's not every month. It's every year. It's annual. It's annual. Sixty yeah. yeah. dollars. Yeah. I guess mm-hmm. that's not too bad. I guess it's like five dollars a month. I just don't. The problem play is on top of everything else, though. You're, you're paying it's very for similar to it. You know, <laughs> downloading games or whatever. Yeah, that's all in addition. Like so you shadow can, so you self, can, man, you could really <laughs> break the bank using that. It's a shadow uh, self of five dollars a month. Yeah. Yeah, I went a little crazy downloading songs for Rock Band and buying all those games. I'm sure but it was a lot of fun. What about you, Jim? What's uh, been your gaming experience this week? Went over a friend's house and we were playing some console games. I played a cool game called Echo Chrome. And uh, you walk around this... What, what uh, ish, system is that? It's PlayStation. PlayStation. You walk around this... P- what, PS3? Yeah. yeah. PS3. You walk around this Escher-esque kind of staircase map that has... It's like a line drawing almost. It is. It is a line drawing. So you're not quite a stick stick figure. You're an outline figure. Like a mannequin. Yeah, a lot like a mannequin or those kind of wood... Figures you used to figures. draw. Yeah, exactly. It looks a lot like that. Yeah. You know, you've got these limbs and bend and stuff. But anyway, staircases and gaps and holes and basically you manipulate the environment. You spin it on the X, Y, and Z axes so things line up that don't normally, but when they do align, you can walk the gaps that are there. Yeah, it's really cool. Or so if there's a hole, if you manipulate it so it looks as though you're going to fall to this other level, that's what you'll do. Hmm. So it's, it's it's all about illusion, and it's really cool. And so you have to um, chase people or do different things. Um, it's, it was really interesting, and it... It's really kind of a brain tease, and I liked it a lot. Cerebral? 
<laughs> yeah, 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 it's so a reading to a, kind of. Are you going to use the line of reason that you already need to have a uh, Blu-ray player at home, and you might as well just buy a PlayStation 3 to do that? So I don't think I do need a Blu-ray oh, okay. player. I didn't know if you were going to... But it was fun. Buy I one sometime soon. It, it would really be cool if that was available on the, for a PC. Oh, yeah. I don't see why it couldn't be. I don't know if it will will ever be released on anything else, but it was fun to play. And uh, as we discussed last week, I haven't been playing any MMOs, but the poll went up on the website um, to actually uh, various results. So I think I'm just going to pick one of the ones that got the most votes, which, which was only two. <laughs> <laughs> they were really spread out, so... Well, I saw the other option had like four or five or something like that uh, it had four but, but only, only let, three comments yeah it's like the, uh, and they, they were good comments, comments so. um kind of kind of defeated the whole purpose of the other option right rob over at geek critique wanted me to play star wars galaxies which i think is a pretty good suggestion though it didn't meet my criteria of being indefinitely free so oh it could be it might be. <laughs> In the future. It, potentially it is. In we the don't future. Know. But uh, I'm going to pick uh, Requiem Bloody Mare and start playing that uh, next week. Well, cool. You'll have to give us a report. I think maybe more than just me might be playing it. Or a report. So maybe <laughs> yeah. we'll all give yeah, if a you're report. Ste- if you're or... Stephen Colbert, yeah. <laughs> it's a report. It's a report. Report. So now the big drum roll. What have you and Mark been playing? Well, well, it's really no surprise, I guess, because <clears throat> we got into the Warhammer preview weekend because we shelled out money, extra money. Because <laughs> we shelled out <clears throat> some pre-order money, and we we sat there clicking on the on the join button like the second it came up. We've been very careful not to talk to each other, so it's yeah. Actually, so we really don't know what our opinions, yeah, like if our opinions like jive with each other, or if they conflict. Yeah. I know Mark's opinion. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, well, <laughs> well. Hey, Mark, give us your opinion on our it. Freak, what did you think? Freaking loved it. It was some of the freaking best, loved it. Best right on. gameplay I've had in a long time. Okay. I had a really good time. Um, which isn't to say the game is not without problems. So maybe I should start with the negatives first and then switch to the positives. Um, I, I guess it's fairly well known that the patch that they released for the weekend special introduced a major padding problem with the mobs and caused all kinds oh, of crazy-ass yeah. behavior and basically kind of broke their ability to aggro on you at normal times. So you kind of got a break in a lot of ways as you could stand next to a mob and it <laughs> would know what was going on while you're beating up its buddy. Yep. Um, and then the pathing was just awful. Um, however, um, you know, so there was that, there was a, there was just a few, a few little glitches. Um, but overall I felt the stability was pretty good, but the playability was what really got me. Um, I really, really, really enjoyed the, uh, RVR missions. Is that four reallys or three? Really, really, really. Three. Three. Um, because if it was only like one or two, then it was like, eh. But three or four, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. like a four-star review right that's there. A three really re- review. Basically, <laughs> after you discover the first RVR um, mission, RVR matey <laughs> mission or whatever it is, quest, I guess, River? you can continue to activate it whenever you want, wherever you are in the game. 
<laughs> so I was so into the PvP aspects that I just constantly kept that thing going, and whenever it would queue up, I would jump in and play for a bit, and then it'd throw me back out to the, my PvE life that I was in. So I did that quite a bit. Uh, I really got into some of the public quests that I ran into. I pretty much stuck... I created a whole bunch of characters, of course, but I pretty much stuck with one character, which was a Chosen. Did you smelt any? I smelted nothing. I played. <laughs> I pretty much played a chosen for the entire time. That comes when when it's released, right? The smelting. Yeah, when it's a, when I'm really paying for it, that's when I start to get all weird and freaky. That's when and you level a everything. character to twenty over and over again just to yeah. delete it. Kanker and I like we for some, it was really funny. We used World of Warcraft as our message system to leave mail to coordinate when we would play Warhammer, and then we it's got on Warhammer. Client. And we Every played... Chat client. Yeah, it was our, our thin <laughs> chat client. Then we so, got on so Warhammer. So World of Warcraft has been reduced to a messaging system. Just for the week uh, weekend, but... That's pretty we, sad. So we got on, and we, we, we teamed up um, with my Chosen, and he was playing the... Uh, Oh, I can't remember the name of the, it's another chaos. It's the the weird creepy lady with the skull in one hand and a, a zealot. Yeah, he was playing a zealot. We made a pretty good team. We started to grind this one public quest and we we started to become like number 1 and number 2 for the public quest and we got all the rewards we could want and moved on. Um we played it quite a bit. Really liked it. Uh graphically, I I wouldn't say it's anything incredible. In fact, I'd say that its graphics are somewhat inferior to World of Warcraft, in my opinion. Um, the spell effects are pretty good, though, I think. They're not as cheesy as, say, Age of Conan. Um, right. The uh, the speed of it's good. Uh, other cri- One other quick criticism is when you first start out, you they, they should probably do a little something different on the skills that you get because if you're a melee character, initially you really have, like, an aura of some kind or... Some kind of secondary effect and your one attack, and it's really kind of pathetic. I think you can, like, throw an axe or go up and hit someone with this one attack, and it takes a while before you start to get a kind of a repertoire that you can then start to do things with. Kind of like, I guess kind of like City of Heroes is. When you first start, you only have that one thing, and you just kind of wait for it to reset. Yeah, you have, like, punch and blast. Yeah, and they don't even give you, like, a useless temp power. You know, you just have this one thing, so you're just kind of like, eh. (laughs) <laughs> and then it's just, you know, all auto-hit or whatever. But even with the graphics not being quite as good as that, I thought the art direction was really good, and I took some screenshots to show you guys. Um, and I just found the playability to be really good. I just, I really enjoyed it, and I, I, I liked the combination of PvP. I really love getting experience for PvP. That's something I've always thought should, should happen, so I enjoyed the hell out of that. Um, just overall a really fun weekend of playing, and I really look forward to the open beta. When you said the RVR, do you get sucked into RVR? You, How does it work? You queue you... it. It's like you you have this um, icon. I don't remember what it is right now, but you can, if you wish to, you can you can click it and it'll put you in a queue for RVR. So you're, but you're and talking you about like, scenarios. Yeah, scenarios. Yeah, I'm That's sorry. Not, you're not. So you, did you actually go out to the front? No. Where the keeps and stuff were? I didn't make it to the keep. All right, so... He wasn't participating in real realm versus right, realm. Right, right. I was doing the scenarios, which are like the equivalent of like battlegrounds and like the battlegrounds and World of Warcraft. So yeah. you get warped to another location. You do it, and then you yep. get warped back. And then you get warped back. Yeah, okay. yeah. That was that was pretty much because I only got to like level eight with my guy, and then I at the last second I switched over to a bright mage just to see what it was like on the other side, and leveled up to like five, I think, with him. And did you play up until they turned it off? 
<laughs> the very like until the very last second. Not quite. Came, I mean, I played down. like I think I played up to probably like I don't know ten o'clock that night, Sunday night or something. But anyway, enough of me. Let's hear Jason's take on it. Well, I don't know that I, my review is nearly as glowing <laughs> as Mark's. How many reallys do you give it? Really, really? I, I give it like a really, really okay uh, rating. <laughs> a B minus. Yeah, I, I'm wondering, and I was thinking about this earlier. You know, when you die in Warhammer Online, and that little pop-up message comes up, and it says, "Don't worry, it's this all is part, part of, of the game." game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. I think that that's going to be the new, the new catchphrase when it comes to describing things in Warhammer Online. Don't worry, it's all part of the game. <laughs> it's a feature. Like. <laughs> when your client crashes, like why is the combat? The combat feels incredibly sluggish to me, especially if you're a, a melee well, character. Coming right out of Age of Conan, it's a big change. I mean, it seems really slow. I mean, you press <laughs> you press a button, and sometimes the, you don't even know that you did anything. Like your character takes a swing. I was playing a black orc, mm-hmm. and he took a swing, and I pressed the button again, and he's like, mm, "Okay." And then even like the auto attack was just really super slow. Mm. I mean, I only, I know I, when you start out, you only have one ability, but yeah. come on. I mean, it's got to feel a little bit better, so I'm wondering. Don't worry. It's part of the it's game. Only part of the, it's, all, it's only part of the game. It's all part of the game. Uh, character customization, uh, you know, there was hardly anything there. You could... There was, like, maybe four faces that you could choose from, like, when you... We're you know trying to you know make your character all cool looking and stuff and so you know it wasn't the same like every race may have they may have had like a l- couple more options than others like I noticed some of the like the dark elves seem to have a different some more you know more options there as far as your facial looks go um, but you know there wasn't anything like okay I can give him. You know, a different uh, you could get, you set could, of clothes. One or, of our readers could, was excited no... about the the skull, the eye socket, gaping eye socket. Yeah, feature. you know, yeah, they, they have the gaping <laughs> eye socket thing, which is pretty cool. <laughs> I, I really like that. Uh. But character customization overall was pretty lacking. So I'm like, again, I'm wondering, you know, is it one of those things? Don't worry, <laughs> it's all part of the game. Uh, the graphics, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say that they were totally butt-ass ugly. Uh, but I wouldn't say that they were horrible, either. It just wasn't... It wasn't that polished to me. You know, some of the textures looked really washed out. Uh, the colors were just kind of meh. You know, really blah. It just looked blah to me. And I, I So I totally agree with you there, Mark. Uh, I really think that World of Warcraft actually has better graphics. Right. Probably yeah. better art direction as well, overall, if you want to... Yeah, I, I wouldn't say... I it. wouldn't make a direct comparison. I don't know where all the comparisons are coming from. You know, with the whole, oh, it just looks like World of Warcraft, you know, with a different IP behind it and everything. Right. You know, you've, you've heard that around the internet quite a bit, and I, I totally don't see where they're coming from with that. Uh, that's just not a valid argument at yeah, all. Yeah, look, look to Free Realms for that one. Yeah, I mean, it really it really does have a unique look. Yeah. Um, for the most part, I think. Uh, you know, stuff like spell effects, I totally disagree with you there you again, too. I, I, sometimes you couldn't even see them. 
Mm. Sometimes you couldn't see the spell effects coming out. It was just I think they're I, a I'd shoot and it was like, whoa, where's it coming? Where's it going? What am I doing what here? Were you, what were you What were you playing? Uh, I played a couple different things. I played a source, like a sorcerer. Oh, okay. Um, I played a. Are you sure you weren't a sorceress? No, I, I didn't roll a female with that class. No, I didn't. Uh, I played. I played a marauder. I, I think out of all the classes I played, the you, marauder. You felt wanted to probably, play one of those for a long yeah, time. Yeah, the marauder felt really cool, and I really loved how you can morph his arm Did into like green? a sword or a. What was that? Did you turn green or whatever? I saw a few. Yeah, yeah. There's like all sorts of crazy <laughs> stuff that happens, and it's and they have like different. It's not like you get the same looking sword every time. Yeah. When you when you change, they're like stances. You can change different stances, and each your your arm will morph to, you know, whatever kind of combat abilities you want to. Uh, I guess, uh, what do I want to say? They, they enhance certain combat aspects of the Marauder. So if you pick a sword, it's more for, you know, stabbing. I think, yeah. and the the claws for you know more or less like damage over time. And then there's like a you get like more like a club, yeah, type of thing, and, and that's for right or something. Yeah, that's for stunning and and block. I think it actually adds to your defensive capabilities as well a little bit if you want to become more of a defensive right. uh, type of marauder. Can you morph your arm into a potato peeler? <laughs> no, no, that's not an option. <laughs> and the expansion. Um, yeah, may, maybe they'll turn you into the Swiss Army knife of of a warrior. Screwdriver, but, uh, potato peeler. Yeah, you know, so I thought that class was pretty cool. Uh, final. The, oh, yeah. <laughs> Holy grail. God, some of the other things that just bugged me were like things like the chat window, which were... Spam- it's The chat window spammed every fucking goddamn thing you did. Yeah, it didn't I matter didn't, what. I didn't master and I, that. And I tried to filter stuff out to just give me some combat statistics and things like that. And I still got, you know, random chat from, you know, from wherever it was coming from. I, I it doesn't it didn't seem to be working properly. You know, again, I'm wondering. Oh, don't worry, it's just all part of the game. <laughs> you know, like I said, I hope that doesn't become the new mantra for for this game. Uh, public Quest, I, I think Public Quest are really... You hope really... it doesn't, you've made it the new mantra, Jason. Yeah, maybe I have. Look at what you've done to this game. Public Quest, they really, I love them. I think I, I they're didn't a really good idea. That good or that diverse. Very fun. It's something that you could, you know, you don't even have to get into the very first stage of it no. to, to have an impact. And you go right in there. Some of them are really well done. Uh, the one that I did in the, the Empire side was really cool. The very first one that you encounter, I don't know if you've seen that one or not. Yeah, I did with my Bright Mage. But yeah, you go in there and you're, you know, it starts out where you just, you have to kill so many marauders or whatever, and then you fight some even more powerful uh, (laughs) chaos uh, minions and stuff like that, and everything's kind of chaotic, and everybody who's in that same area, they're all doing the same quest with you, and, and as the quest builds up to its third and final stage, then this they summon this huge thing. I don't know what it's called. Yeah. I, I can't for the life of me remember what it's called. But but the effect is really awesome. The, this thing starts tearing its way through the forest. <laughs> and and you can hear the, the trees crunch, crackling and everything. And then you see the, you know, trees flying out and the, the sounds of the trees crashing. And this huge thing comes out of it all. And everybody's like, oh, my God. 
and the funniest thing, there's like this one this one NPC comes out and he's like, "No, you mustn't flee. You must stay and fight." And the the, the monster just smushes him right in the middle of it all, and it's just the I don't think I effect. noticed that this monster smushed him. Yeah, the oh, monster smushes this guy. He's like, oh, no, you must stay and fight. Do not flee. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. I never just noticed that. Just smashes him. And it was such a cool moment. Oh. And, of course, everybody has to contribute to beat this huge, big boss monster. And and then, of course, you know, you ro- they roll for the loot. And depending on how much you contributed to that fight, to the whole public quest determines like what your, your role bonus is you for the for the or whether you don't get a bag or not. Yeah. Uh I've seen people go in there and they they've placed first in as far as their contribution and they don't end up getting a bag. Uh, at least I, I never missed out yeah, on that. Yeah, so that that does happen. It's it is kind of there's a randomness about it. And but that's part of the cool part about it is it allows you to just step right into the middle of it and still have a chance at like the good stuff. It is like Jim's prediction though of like remember when he said it sounded like the perfect DKP system, like is it because it is it's it's basically it figures out your contribution and awards you and then you you don't have to wade through a whole bunch of stuff you can't use. It's all specific to your class what you rewards that you choose are. And True. Let's you augment your your outfit or whatever. My only gripe about public quests and my only well, one of my worries about public quests is is that as the population ages and there's not as many people doing, you know, they're not in that zone. Right. Will you it know, scale down? Well, yeah. Are, are people are they going to scale it down so maybe one or two people can only finish the public quest by themselves? No, no. If that's the case, or or how are they going to handle that? Because I could see where, you know, I, I could see where you might not be able to finish those all by yourself. There's no way you could finish like a boss mon, one of those boss monsters all by yourself right. at that level. It's impossible. Um, the other gripe that I have is is that it didn't seem like every public quest was done with the uh, zeal. polish and zeal as like the one that I just described. Right. Some of them seemed like, okay, yeah, we have the, we go through the three stages, you know, every, it's the same thing. You kill an X amount of, of this, or you have to gather an X amount of that. And, and then the big boss monster comes out, but sometimes that's just what it feels like. Right. It doesn't feel like it has the, the grandeur of, you know, of an epic battle like that, that one that I just described earlier. Uh, oh, the open group system, I think that's a really great idea. Um, I think it's a fantastic idea. The only problem is is that it's, you know, great ideas are only great if people actually use them. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, depending on whether people actually use that open group system, um, it's going to basically make or break that particular feature, I think. Um as far as population imbalance goes, that's like been another major beef with a lot of people. People are wondering, oh, geez, it seems like more people are going to play destruction than order, or vice versa. And I did, I did kind of notice that there was a little bit more uh, zeal for the destruction side. That's what I've heard too. Is the most uh, are- some new statistics were put out that kind of showed that there was a little balance starting to happen there where people are starting to give the order a little bit more of a look and the more they started to play order the the more they liked it so we'll we'll see what happens at launch whether there's like a major population imbalance or not i i don't think that it's going to be a major issue 
uh, right now. I think you're going to have a fairly equal amount of players, you know, choosing to play Destruction and Order. Um, yeah, the the whole mob path, pathing thing was ridiculous. You, you could sit there and I could lob spells at a monster, and you would never come and engage me in combat just quietly, at all. Meekly die. Yeah, and apparently that was a huge bug yeah. that they had just introduced. Uh, <laughs> just introduced in time for the preview weekend. Yeah. Congratulations. That was uh, so hopefully that will be fixed. The oh, Tome of Knowledge... Tome of Knowledge is really cool. It's not necessarily a new idea. You know, it's basically just a thing that tracks achievements. Uh, just like Lord of the Rings Online did. Just like City of Heroes. Heroes does. Just like Channel Massive does. Yeah, just like we do. Uh, <laughs> the thing is, is that it's presented in such a way, it's presented like it's never been presented before. It's all laid out in this huge tome. It, it reads like a di- like a diary, basically. And it has all your kills and what kind of creatures you've encountered. and It gives you bits and pieces of the lore as you go along. And it's, it does. It totally reads like a book. And it's really cool, really well done. You could tell that they put a lot of time and effort into it. And I... You know, I love that. I really love that Tome of Knowledge. I, I like it's really how cool. the map, when you had a quest, it would highlight the areas where you'd need to go, and you could just oh, click on the map, or yeah. hover over the mouse very, hover on the map and very know good feature. Where, what you were doing. That was a very good feature. Um, so my, I guess my overall response is, is that it was just meh for me. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, I, I didn't hate it, but I didn't. Like, go, oh my god, I can't wait. I you can't wait for it to come out. You didn't freak out like no. uh, a fanboy? No, I really I really didn't. I Was it fun? I, I thought it was fun for the most part. I, I, didn't, I didn't do the real realm versus realm. I did the same thing that Mark did. I queued right. up in a couple of scenarios and, and ran those, and those were pretty fun. Uh, but... I did a lot I'm of just scenarios. not... I'm not totally sold on Warhammer right now. I am going to play it. I, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a pretty good game. I think it's going to have a lot of subscribers. Yeah. Uh I just don't I don't know. I'm going to have to see what they do with uh you know some of these, you know, patches that'll be coming out. I want to see how much the game has improved, whether they've fixed some of the pathing issues, some of the little bugs that you know kind of uh Put a damper on the gameplay a little bit for me, and did you, know, you en- just take it from there? I did guess. Did you encounter anyone outside that was a PvP encounter at all? Like, meaning, did a any other like a player from the other um, faction ever show up? Oh yeah, yeah. We had quite a few actually who would just they were like they'd run through the zone and everything, but they weren't they were never flagged for a PvP for some we, reason. We had one in a during our public quest grinding that came in to gank somebody. And I don't know what happened, but like as one, we all turned on this poor fool, and it, it, they died so fast. It was I saw this red blip, and then poof, he was gone. It was really funny. My only thing I I would add to that, what you were saying, is when we talked about all the features we'd like, did you kind of notice that like none of them are really like uh, super. I don't know, dependent on heavy software engineering, they're all just, like, really good ideas that could easily be stolen and applied to another game. Right. That was my big thing, was, like, the Tome of Knowledge is great, it ties together a bunch of stuff, could easily be pulled into, copied in other MMOs. 
the um, the scenarios, the PvP scenarios, those could easily be taken. The public quests taken, the open group system taken. It seems like a lot of the stuff that makes it unique is stuff that was good ideas and could be easily short lived integrated into any other game. Say World well, of Warcraft. Well, I'm sure they will be. <laughs> and uh, World of Warcraft just announced that they're going to do that the 3.0 thing before Wrath of the Lich King right. comes out, which is going to add a whole bunch of features. <laughs> features. Uh, I'm wondering quote. if. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. It's all part of the game, Mark. <laughs> it's all part of the game. <laughs> so. Anyway, that that's kind of uh, I guess you could call a impromptu. Uh, Preview weekend review by two non-war fanboys. No, no, we're we are definitely not war fanboys. Mark seems to be a little bit. Uh, I enjoyed it a more, little more enthusiastic about it than I am. Yeah. Uh, but I like I said, I don't. I don't hate actually. it. I just don't. You know, I'm not. I wouldn't say I was excited about. Did you it. say it's Led Zeppelin to Beatles? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, not really. I, I didn't get that because I really love Led Zeppelin. Would you, would you say it's more like the Monkees to the Beatles? No, I wouldn't say that either. I, I'd call it, uh, I don't know, maybe King Diamond to Rush or something like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> <laughs> now that was an well, obscure one. I look one. forward to uh, further reviews from both of you. And on it. Have in the mailbag today some mail, Mark. Oh, we have I did not email from that. a new listener who chooses to only go by LS. LS, which well, well, we need to come up with something then. <laughs> yeah, just like, like I, last I've time. said this before. If people aren't going to give us at least their first name and they just give initials, we're going to mess with them. I think LS probably stands for labia sucker. <laughs> labia sucker. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. What was JF? And you'll for? find out why. Just farted. Oh. Just farted. Yeah, That's just right. farted hasn't written in in a while. I wonder That's why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got such classy humor. Anyway, <laughs> Labia Sucker decided to <laughs> write in and give us some more book suggestions for the Channel Massive Book of the Month Club. We're going in direct competition with Oprah. Fuck you, Oprah. We're coming for you. With the M magazine. That's right. LS says... I'm currently listening to episode 55, and someone wrote in with book suggestions. Alstel Reynolds is pretty damn good. Just started his work, though. And I say that it's a great It's great to know that there are still people who read more than the Del Taco drive through menu. Dude, he just dissed Del Taco. Isn't that your favorite restaurant in the world? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to have to kiss Dude, without ass. Del Taco, you'd... Well, you wouldn't eat, essentially, right? Yeah. He'd be... Nothing but somebody's and bones. going down. Yeah, <laughs> literally, literally. <laughs> well, wait a minute. And speaking of, <laughs> speaking, and, of and, speaking of going down, he says, "I like I read like I eat pussy." Oh my Hungrily. god! 
with care not to bend the spine. Wow, very nice visual there. See, I thought we weren't going to read this part. He gets that poetic language <laughs> from all the reading. He does. I know. That's, that's what I was thinking. He, Dude, where'd you get so that well potty read, mouth of he, yours? He just has this mastery of metaphor. He must have read lots of Harlequin. <laughs> <laughs> sci-fi Harlequin. Anyways, he gives us some sci-fi As I fired suggestions. Up my jetpack, I could tell that she was lusting for me. I put oh sorry <laughs> my fuel rod <laughs> put my fuel rod in her. <laughs> he gives us some Locking science fiction day. suggestions like Richard Morgan, Neil Asher, Charles Strach, Strauss, 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 and E M M Banks, and some fantasy suggestion which is uh, Stephen Erickson, the Malaysian Book of the Fallen. And I've not read any of this stuff. Yeah, I've never read any one of these cats, so check it out. Hey, thanks for the suggestion. We'll try to be a sucker. Of the books. (laughs) I was hoping you'd say that. LS is very masculine, and we all know it now. No, who else has written in this week? (laughs) Julian has written in. What up, Julian? Return of Julian. Julian says, in a recent podcast you guys mentioned on Blogosteria that you were tired of people bashing on WoW and Blizzard simply because they are a large and successful MMO. While I agree with you to some degree that most bloggers simply hate WoW because of its success and it happens to threaten their favorite MMO subscriptions, WoW has actually caused a negative trend in the MMO market. Imagine you were a publisher. You've got to compete with an MMO that has over 10 million subscribers. How the hell can you beat them? By making a good game. Why should you be beating them? I guess is the question. Mark's a pacifist. Yeah, well, like, do I, we do live in a commercial capitalistic capitalist economy where Burger King and McDonald's and Wendy's can all exist at the same and time. And Sonic. Right. Make, oh, yeah, Sonic. Make the game you want to play. Carl's Jr. Make the game that you're proud of. Hardies. It's like... <laughs> Arby's. I know we'll all disagree here, but, you know, it's like saying... I'm, I'm, good times. I'm going to not write my right. great fantasy novel because I can never compete with Harry Potter. Or J.R.R. Tolkien. Who? Oh, Harry Potter! <laughs> 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 you love the Tolkien? sound of your voice. Oh, <laughs> the hell is that? <laughs> I was don't you drop names with the, me, Mister? The bowling alley. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know who this J.R.R. Tolkien guy is. That you or chick or. Well, you really need to go check him out. Really? Yeah. I hope he has he written anything lately though. Eh, not yeah, really. I think he wrote Wow. <laughs> he wrote Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's writing those Warhammer. high quality. He's writing those high quality books for Warhammer and Blizzard for their to illustrate the exciting excitement you can have well, in there their was MMOs. Some kind of son of a son who wrote a sequel, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, his son did write uh, something. <laughs> the son of a. I don't want to give son. out too many details, though. <laughs> okay, so what, what, get to your point. What's your point? Well, well it's just a, it's like the it's the classic thing that. People seem to fall into, which is trying to fight a land war in Southeast. I mean, um, no, it's the. Uh, <laughs> it's the. Uh, only slightly lesser known. <laughs> Never go up against a Thethelian when death is on the line. You know, it's just like. It's like. It, wow. Okay. Blizzard has hurt the MMO market. How did they hurt the MMO market by infusing, say, by succeeding. 10 million new MMO players into the market who are now aware that MMOs exist and who might want to try something new. Mm -hmm. How did they hurt the market by making 
MMO playing not the biggest nerd fest in the world? How did they how did yeah. they hurt the market by making it actually a part of pop culture and, and acceptable? If, for God's sakes, it was in South Park, you know? It's like, well, how, wait did a minute, they, World of Warcraft how did they, how did that hurt the market? It didn't, it brought in the market, it expanded isn't acceptable. the market. It isn't, all right, all right. it isn't mainstream. If we recall one of our uh, emails from from a good friend of ours earlier in the week, which we posted on our, our on our website. <laughs> That's true. Right. It's, yeah, it's not necessarily mainstream as you, as you might want it to be. Yeah, Die Hard was oh, yeah. ostracized. Yeah. For, well, accused of being a drug drug user and <laughs> let's just say stay that, at home with his mom in his basement. Let's just say a whole lot more people <laughs> know mean? about about the, the MMO style of gaming than knew about EverQuest. So what's the deal with we have to make every publisher now feels pressure to have to beat WoW? How how Who would think you could even do that? It's like... Make a good game, make a game that succeeds, grab some people that play it, you know, be happy with those numbers. It's only, it's only really the people that are above the, the game makers that are hungry for those kind of numbers. It's the, it's the publishers that are like thinking, oh damn it, I said like again. It's those people who are, who are thinking that you have to have. Who's those people? Those publishers. The people, (laughs) the people that, the people that are. Hiring the developers or backing the developers. Well, and the shareholders. And the shareholders, yeah. yeah. They're the ones that are demanding you have to be the wow killer. Well, nobody's going to be a wow killer at this point, I don't think. I don't think you hit the ground running and become a wow killer. So just try to make a good quality game. It's a gradual storm. Does, does anybody I say I had. I, we, we, don't make, we don't make arcade games because we'll never beat Pac Man. <laughs> Did Pac-Man destroy the the arcade game industry when it came out because of its popularity over Space Invaders or Galaga or whatever? No, man. Donkey Kong came out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just have rocked a, the world. I just have a problem with that argument because I hear it so much that they've hurt the industry. Now, of course, I am the reigning Blizzard fanboy of the podcast, so I'll just get off my soapbox and yeah. move on. Sorry. Just what pre- else did Julian have to say? Julian's point. Yeah. Julian also brought up Time Warner again and said Time Warner has given Turbine another $50 million and has officially partnered with them to distribute Lotro's expansion. However, a $90 million grant seems like more than a distribution partnership to me. This piece of news brought some questions to mind. However, when two gaming companies partner, how much say does the distributor have on the game? Because Warner Games is simply not an MMO company. It just turns every movie release into a crap video game. I really don't want to see a repeat of Matrix Online, and I don't want an influence on, of a company which seems a bit more interested in money than lore affecting Lotro. Anything you guys could do to clarify what a distribution partnership involves and speculate on what the hell Turbine needs $90 million for would be nice. <laughs> oh darn, I didn't prepare for that. Dude, we're not C- we're not CNBC, man. We don't do that kind of thing here. But I will speculate on on what their partnership partnership really is all about. It's probably about Harry Potter, plain and simple. It, it seems like the logical choice for me. That's why they're giving them all this money is to create a Harry Potter MMO based on. And you know what? I'm I'm pretty sure they're going to just churn out another World of Warcraft clone where. You know, you go and get get quests, and they have all sorts of bullshit like that. They might make it a little bit different, but you know, they're not going to deviate from that formula all too much. They say, "Here's some money, 
here's what you need, you know, to, you know, create all the artwork and everything that creates the world of Harry Potter. Harry. You know, just go out and make us some money. That's essentially, I think, what they're doing here. I don't think Time Warner is going to back Turbine into creating some revolutionary, um, massively, you know, game out there that's going to, you know, change the way they think or... about MMOs. It's it's to basically turn yeah, they've got it turn down a, now, Turn right? an established IP into they, a game. They've proven they can do it. Now it's a formula. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey remembers that some of us were really into Asheron's call. You mean Joffrey. Oh, Joffrey. Remembers that some of us were into Asheron's call and wrote us a quick email. Do any of you still play Asheron's call? Maybe you could do something on the show about the 100th update update that just happened yesterday. Pretty significant achievement in the world of MMOs. Well, Jason still relives it in his head when he sleeps. So, <laughs> in a way... No, you know, I still we, don't still have... Play it. I, I still... I don't know. I, I wouldn't say I have Dareth dreams anymore, but I, I, I still do have MMO dreams. Depending on how, and it just depends on how much I play. Uh, but yeah, I, I loved Ashram's Call. You know, no, I, I no longer play it. I haven't touched the game in years. Uh, it, it's amazing that they were able to get to a hundred updates. I mean, again, you know, an MMO these days is lucky to get to like maybe twenty-five. Yeah. Especially since their updates are like usually they actually change the world somehow. Oh yeah, I mean, there's like, like a whole story, story involved and everything. You know, it really is. It's a it's a amazing feat. You know, I, I can congratulate them for it. The only reason why Ashran's Call is probably still alive today is because of Lord of the Rings Online. Because I can't imagine that the maybe what two thousand to three thousand people who still play Ashran's Call. Are generating that much money for him? Yeah, I don't. That probably pays the bills for the janitor who works for him. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know, but it really is. It's a it's a amazing achievement. Yeah, I tried playing it. Oh, geez, about six months ago. I just really yeah. That, I, that, I, I just wanted you know, that, to that soon. I I didn't. Maybe it was eight. I don't know, but I yeah. I wanted to just kind of see. That. You know, if I remembered it correctly, and I didn't, like it, in my mind's eye, I'd I'd managed to spruce up the graphics considerably. Right. The the game, the interface, I had remembered probably it incorrectly. Got awful. It was. It, you, you probably know, wondered how in the hell you were able to play this to begin with. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was pretty bad, and I think I. I think a lot of us tend to do that where you start to you remember something and you somehow update it with today's standards. Man, Fallout was such a cool game. Yeah. As I look at it on the shelf over there. Uh Yeah, so I, I tried it and thought, yeah, I'm not gonna ever go back to this. Mm, interesting. And it's a really good game. I love it. It's always gonna have a special place in my heart. Mine too, oh. Binar. Being in Binar, owning Binar. Dude, seriously, if you you knew that your character right was manhood. ready if you could if you could solo binar by yourself. You knew you were ready to take on anything. <laughs> That's what I always used to say. Anyway, uh, I guess I guess some I guess we can congratulate Turbine for being able to to do this. Uh, I don't really know of any other game that's going to be able to actually touch that. To tell you the truth, 
you know, I'm not sure how many people are still playing the original EverQuest, but I don't think they've had 100 updates. I don't even know what updates they're expansions. on. Yeah, only 100 expansions. Yeah, only 100 expansions. The well, verb, but that's how verb they, of the adjective of the noun, That's right, how they do whatever. things. That's yes. call is, they've never put... Well, they've put out one expansion, I think. Ooh. I could be wrong. Ashram's for Ashram's Call. call. Oh, it was like yeah. one expansion for it. Well, no, not the sequel. It's just... It wasn't Ashram's Call 2. That's not what I'm talking about. It was about. an expansion... An actual retail. And now when you yeah. buy it, you get that included. Anyway. Okay. So on. we have an audio thing from Nameless One. Nameless One. Let's check it out. I'm on I have one request for those of you in the gaming community. Learn to spell and learn to type properly. There's one thing that pisses me off to no end. It is the misuse of the three words there, there, and there, or a kick to the balls. Considering which, JF must be one pissed off ragey motherfucker considering the punishment his balls have taken. Let me clear this up right quick. T-H-E-R-E is to signify direction. T-H-E-I-R denotes ownership. And T-H-E-Y apostrophe R-E is a contraction of they are. John McCain probably has better typing skills than some of the people out there, and he hates computers. Yes, we live in the age of texting, fast food, and lolcats. Texting with its letters and numbers to signify whole words. Professionalism has been thrown out the window. PLZ, THX, IMA, ECT. And then you have the excessive use of foul language. I left the guild in my eye over this. Allow me to bore you with the details. I referred to one of those anal jokes that is so common in trade chat. Not because I wanted to see it spread to the guild chat, but because it was already subject matter when I logged in. I was quickly met with hostility from a leader who whispered me, Don't you fucking ever say that shit in Slash G again, or I will kick your ass out of this guild so fucking fast. I would expect a little bit more professionalism from a guild leader. Act like you have some intelligence. Learn how to spell and type properly. Just those two things alone will make you seem a lot more mature. Yes, even though it's a game, there's still a social aspect to it. But not everybody is 13 years old, and not everybody wants to see this lazy abbreviated crap. O-M-F-G. R-O-F-L. <laughs> Motherfucker. BRB. <laughs> it's time for the week in gaming. The week in gaming. In a previous edition of Channel Massive, legendary. Yes, <laughs> you may remember if you've if you've gone back that far. We talked about the ultimate boss in Final Fantasy XI. Ultimate, ultimate boss, which. Players discovered after an 18-hour marathon could not be defeated. It's kind of like... Our Actually, they're, they're called episode, Notorious really Monsters. Is, it was undefeatable. Notorious <laughs> it was Monsters. Eight, almost 18 hours oh. long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, technical like term. Maybe yeah. longer. Okay, so, to, to go back to that quote, one of the guys who was running the group of players said, We decided to end it before we, we risked turning into a horrible news story about how video games ruin people's lives. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now Square Enix has announced they're going to do a patch. Yeah, it sounds like they're going to tone down yeah, some of the notorious monsters. 
So will it still be 18 hours? You can just kill the boss at the end? No. No, they've said that there's going to be a time. Quote, a time. They're going to create battles where a decisive outcome may be reached within a shorter period of time. So maybe nine hours instead maybe of 18 hours. 17 hours would be more. <laughs> 17 hours. Does this restore your perhaps? faith in Square Enix? Uh, I never lost faith in Square Enix. Okay, just checking. But I never played Final Fantasy XI either. And get, it's a good thing you didn't. Yeah. Because you would be game. one of these people with your 17-hour oh. <laughs> boss battle. Still playing an MMO just, four or five years after the released, I don't think I so. don't understand how it can be Final Fantasy... Eleven. If they, if they keep having sequels, yeah, because exactly. it's supposed to be like the Final, been Final Fantasy, Fantasy one. It, that was it. Final I think Fantasy. I've already explained the reason for the name in a previous. I only have one Fantasy. So, you know, I've forgot. I've forgotten it, Noah. Do you want to hear it? No, no, that's all right. We'll just review it on our. I'll listen to it on my episodes. own. Yeah. There will be a quiz. Her dog Gogi in tow, investigators said Jerrigan cut and removed a screened window in order to enter her virtual ex's apartment. Whoa. Second Life brings people together. <laughs> yeah, a little too much <laughs> in some cases. <laughs> so yeah, this woman who took the form of a virtual woman in Second Life, 33 years old, she fell in love with a man, 52 years old, who took the form of a lion. Mm, feel the fury. Sounds like green mythology. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she was Hera to his Zeus, perhaps. And they begot. <laughs> <laughs> but then when they actually met in real life, maybe something about the 19-year age difference or something else, turned him off and he said, no thanks. She wasn't hot with a H-A-W-T spelling. <laughs> no, apparently R-A-W-R. Well, looking at the and picture, she, I'd have to say and no. And she was human and he might have preferred something more feline. Police said Jerrigan had bound her dog, Gogi, with duct tape and put him in the bathroom as he was making too much noise. The dog was said to be uninjured, but the SPCA is looking into possible charges of animal cruelty. Oh, Jesus. Um, the dog gets beat. <laughs> Jerrigan is currently facing charges of attempted kidnapping, burglary, and aggravated menacing. Wow. Stop she actually her. struggled when somebody came up to try to arrest her. Wow. This is all thanks well, to CBS3.com. Maybe she was in her her Second Life character mode and was afraid that they were going to apprehend her with giant floppy penises. Did they say if she got all fatal attraction on his ass and <laughs> put a bunny in a pot and started to boil it and shit? Probably. So it sounds like she might like that go she, down. I maybe the know, dog man. Gogi was going to be the, the pot... <laughs> swimming animal for this. <laughs> well, it's just, I'm sorry, I have to read the other parts. They're too funny. When the victim arrived home on Thursday, August 21st, he told people he saw someone pointing an object at his chest that was projecting a laser beam. He immediately fled the apartment and contacted police. Officers arriving at the scene discovered a pair of handcuffs, a roll of duct tape, a taser, and a BB gun, as well as the suspect's dog. jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Man. Oh, oh, true tales of When sadness. virtual love goes bad. You just can't write 
love you, Mark. I love you. I love you, Mark. <laughs> Come and live with me forever. Zap. Roof. Everyone who's currently at Mythic who's worked on Warhammer is going to be in the credits. Studio VP Mark Jacobs said of the policy, and that's good enough for me. So if you quit or were fired while you were working on Warhammer Online, your name is not going to be the damn credits. Biatch! (laughs) Back when it was a grassroots effort, when they were running it for free, you know, when they were paying the staff with cookies and cake and Kool-Aid. Oh... According to a recent IGDA study, only about 35% of people who've worked on a game in the past, they said they don't ever or only sometimes receive a mention in the game's credits. And so people are getting Hmm. angry about that. See, if I were marketing, I would have spun this like this. There's there's an Easter egg hidden in the game. Where you can discover all the people's names who worked on this. There game. you go. There's a memorial <laughs> somewhere <laughs> forever with our, like with our achievement badge system. You know, and just release it you in know. a patch later, and no one would ever. Yeah, know. they never know. You can uncover all of the. Developers. I finally found that Easter egg. Wow. Wow. Um, I don't know. I mean, this is kind of a, you know, weird, you know, story. I don't understand why they would like if they would not put somebody. in in their credits, who was uh, an employee in good standing, who maybe just happened to leave due to personal reasons, or or maybe they got a better offer, and it, it was just that, but they, you know, worked on a significant part of the game, or, or whatever. I don't know why they couldn't put their name in the credits. I'm not, you know, if, say, somebody got fired, and, you know, for you know, bad conduct, or whatever, yeah. you know, they weren't doing, you know, a good job, and they got fired, then, yeah, I don't have any problem with the company maybe saying, no, you're not going to be in the credits. You know, fuck you. Yeah. Essentially. But, yeah, if if it was a person in good standing, you know, they didn't burn any bridges, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Didn't, yeah. You know, why leave them out? Uh, that doesn't make any sense to me. It, it is kind of a part of a developer's resume, I would think, to have, have your name still attached to it. Right. You know, and it's kind of just proof that you worked on something. I think IGDA chairperson Jen McLean had a good quote about this. She said, Some people claim that providing complete credit information encourages people to leave their job before a game is complete. These reasons are simple window dressing for policies that are arbitrary, unfair, and in some cases even vindictive, and they simply don't hold up. Wow. Well, again, like I said, if you're if you're an employee in good standing, you know, say I worked on your game for a certain period of time and... You know, some people probably, you know, I'm sure there's circumstances that are totally different. Each circumstance has to be probably taken by a case-by-case basis. Yeah. You know, you can't really... Have a universal policy. Yeah, you can't have a universal policy. I would say if you were an employee in good standing, then yeah, you know, your name will get included. Yeah. All righty. And I so just said you know names, like five billion uh, Which of our names, Mark, are going to be included in the credits of this episode? 
It depends on who gets fired. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot I did can bring happen cookies. before the end of the show. I brought cookies. That's true. That's that's so no one gets GKP double points credits for, you for that. I have incentivized you. Yeah, I have been incentivated, <laughs> which is okay. Like City Heroes now. <laughs> Do we hate it? <laughs> that all depends, Jim, on if you've renewed your account with them. I've not. Me neither. Nor have I. But with issue 13, NC Soft's Team NC NorCal hopes that you'll come back. Architect is the 13th issue, and it allows the two most notable things are depending on where you log out, your character engages in a day job. So if you log out, at a bank, then your character is a banker. Or if you log out in a hospital, then your character is working candy striper service or something. <laughs> and then when you log back in, the you'll candy get... striper service? <laughs> you'll get benefits related to that atmosphere. So what if you log out in the... Uh, if you log out on the street, you're a prostitute. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. <laughs> That's Grand Theft Auto City. Well, there are some generic here. classes of, like, your preventing crime or your causing crime. What if you log out crime? in, in uh, what is it, King's Row? That's like the scum, scummy part you, of Paragon City. If you log City. out in the sewer, you're a sanitary engineer or sanitation engineer. So this is like a, like, do you level up? No, it's, they said, for example, a city official would gain extra influence. A scholar in a library would get salvage. Or a caregiver in a hospital, for instance, is granted health regeneration buffs, etc. So it's kind of progress quest, kind of? Ish. Ish? It's kind of neat. It. Well, it's kind of like the offline, uh, you know, skill-gaining system that EVE Online has, kind of, I guess. Scaling up offline. Yeah, where you, you know, your skills level up based on time as opposed to, you know, actually using the abilities or, or being online. You can set your, set to learn a particular skill, and that skill takes so many hours to, or days sometimes, depending on the, on the skill. And it all happens while you're playing and even while you're offline not playing. So, well, most important that's of kind all, of interesting, I guess. Most important of all in the architect issue is that you'll be able to create missions from the ground up. I think Mark and I talked about this a couple episodes ago, mm-hmm. that this was a possibility. Yeah. Using an interface similar to the game's detailed character creator, players can create missions from the ground up, determining details ranging from environments, mission objectives, and enemies, to written fiction and character dialogue, giving their stories nearly infinite depth and personalization. Are you a dungeon master? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of cool, though. Yeah, so (laughs) does that mean you'll have more options besides the clean office and the dirty office (laughs) When you walk into each mission, there will be a vending machine on the side. (laughs) There will be some newspapers blowing around on the floor. Interestingly, along with this, they say that the ability to build your base is enhanced. So that it'll be a, a better looking base. So, mm. if that's the case, there oh, may be a chance of more, oppor- more environments. Mm. Perhaps I could put more junk in the base. 
<laughs> More cheesy posters and pieces of. I'll never forget that time I walked into the base. It looked like a pawn shop. And it looked like a freaking pawn shop. All these glass display cases of crap. It was horrible. It was so god awful. And that's what happens when Mark has power over the base. <laughs> I was but really not. pissed until I found out Mark wasn't really spending our influence yeah. on that. I was, was like, so oh my mad. god. He thought I'd spent like all of our influence on. Turning the place into a giant s- store. <laughs> to <laughs> a my pawn big shop. box store. <laughs> then I found out it was all free shit. There's also two new power sets, shields. Yeah. Or heroic or villainous ends. So now you can arm tankers, scrappers, and brutes with a powerful shield to protect themselves and their like allies. Captain America. Yeah, kind of like Captain America. And there's also pain domination, so villains can now bend the power <laughs> of pain. Pain domination. <laughs> to serve their own ends. Five or six. It's the antithesis of the hero healing power set empathy. Pain domination brings pain party. domination. Brings parody between the heroes and villains. With a distinctively evil flair. Cool. <laughs> Man... How many people named some variation of Dama something or other are going to like are going pick to that emerge? Power set totally, yeah. yeah, yeah, I can see it. I think one of the best things four, about four this people. whole announcement is there's not a single price point announced anywhere in it. Oh, read on. We would also like to to say that we're excited to launch our Super Booster 1 Cyborg Pack for $9.99. This pack has an awesome set of costume pieces, emotes, ours, and a power. We'll be sharing all the details shortly. Where's that at? Right at the bottom. And uh, there's also, you can get a jet pack for $4.99. Everything power. must go! Bye, bye, bye! Sorry to take all your faith. Well, it's not on the other page. That's oh, sorry. That must be in Positron's letter, huh? It is, yeah. It's oh, okay. God. Okay, yeah, so the, you're right. Oh my Look god! Look at that! <sighs> Sons of bitches! So there is still a way to, don't have monetize to buy them. Has an awesome yes, you set are of forced pieces. to buy them. When you log in, <laughs> you will be—you will have two buttons: buy now or buy in one second. Don't and, worry. <laughs> it's all part, <laughs> part of the game. Kitching, kitching. So what would be the best-selling game of July on the PC? I don't know, World of Warcraft? Star Wars Spore? Episode 1 Well, Spore Phantom hasn't really Menace. come out yet, but maybe the creature creator. Age of Conan? That's that's an option, I guess. <laughs> All wrong! Call of Duty? No. Um, what else? Nancy Drew, The Phantom of Venice, by her, Interactive. Nancy Drew?! It's an adventure you mean, game. like, based off of the Nancy Drew books? Yes. yes. And it's actually based off of a book that's out of print when, now. It? You can't even read the original book that the game is based on. Wow. That's the number one game sold in July. Wow. It PC Gaming is dead. Sims 2 <laughs> Double Deluxe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, we, we, always mock, <laughs> <laughs> we always mock people for saying that, that PC Gaming is alive and well, but man... And what's amazing is this I'm, I'm losing my faith game here. is actually the 18th installment in the Nancy Drew 
computer game series. There's been 18 of them? What? Well, guys, <laughs> now's our chance. We could scrape together enough money, start a studio. We could do the Hardy Boys. <laughs> <laughs> the Hardy Boys companion Just, series. Is that going to be made by his interactive? Sweet. Yes, it will. <laughs> yeah. That's a good made idea. Made by his for Over. him. <laughs> him. Him interactive. I look forward to next month when the Harriet the Spy adventure game takes the number one spot. <laughs> yeah, Inevitably. Totally. Wow. All That's right. just sick and wrong. Tonight's blogosteria is brought to you by Obama Girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, baby. I hear she's hot. She's hot. She's all right. She's curvy. (laughs) (laughs) Jim Jim had a chance to meet Obama Girl. Which has nothing to do with this blogosteria. No, it doesn't, but I just thought I'd mention it because, hey, we like to name drop here at Channel Massive. Oh, yeah. Other famous internet people, you know. <laughs> we all rally together. That's right. <laughs> uh, so speaking yeah. of a famous, famous. Inter- or maybe infamous internet personality. D- this will be turned infamous, I guess. This comes via the greenskin.com. Uh, he's a Warhammer blogger. <clears throat> fanboy. Well, you, you, you might call him a fanboy. Actually, oh, Mark... I, he doesn't consider himself a fanboy. Oh, really? What, Explain. What, how, how is this possible? <laughs> well, so this post was made by uh, Snafzig, who's the primary writer. Related editor. to Glenn Danzig. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe so. Oh, oh. Hailing from Leipzig. <laughs> so he's the Smoking primary writer, editor, and webcomic developer at Greenskin, which is the orc and goblin-centric Warhammer blog that states about itself i'm getting to my point now damn straight <laughs> that point go works go green skins we're a fan site eagerly anticipating the release of ea mythics new mmorpg but that doesn't mean we'll act like fanboys expect us to be critical at times if we see or hear something we don't like oh if only that were the case <laughs> <laughs> so tell us what happened jay well where does our saga begin as I was perusing the interwebs, <laughs> as you tend to do, as I tend to do, of scour them, scour them, scrub them, love them, spider, make them your, <laughs> make them my own, love slave. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, I do have, I have the green skin on my. He's part of my Google Reader uh, rotation, I guess you could call it. One of your RSS. Yes, he's, he's one of your RSS minions. And I really, I, I really like some of the things that he posts most of the time. He, they're actually a collective of people. Yeah, he has a lot of videos, a lot of uh, good information mm. about the Borg. You know, certain he. things. You know, regarding Warhammer Online. You know, I, re- I really, actually, I like, I like the blog a lot. Uh, however, poor, he's poor Snafzig. Crossed over into the blogosteria and caught our evil eye uh, today. <laughs> Much like the eye of Sauron. <laughs> kind of set off your spider senses. He, he did, so, so to say, yes, speak. He, Jason's superhero ability will be revealed. <laughs> he posted a a post earlier in the day called uh, 
a really great great way to piss me off. <laughs> and this was a rant. It was just a total rant about basically what happened is he he was a beta tester in closed beta. He was considered a elder, one of the elder beta testers, which yeah, is still going on remember. and they're they're actually still kind of not covered by you the NDA. Go, to, go up the hill to to kill orcs both ways. Humans. <laughs> yes. yes. Order. Anyway, he, you know, he went through the whole thing. He he played in the preview weekend, uh, from the sound of things, and he wanted to go back and, you know, play some more and create some videos, uh, so he could post it up on his website so everybody can see him and you can, you know, make comments on how certain classes played and whatnot. Uh, and apparently he found out he wasn't able to log onto the servers anymore. Dun, dun, dun. For some reason, <laughs> yeah, he he starts out and he's like, "Man, I tried logging on to the public test server. Um, there were no servers that showed up." Is this where the Bill Bixby Deluferigno transformation? I'm piano serious. Music it it, it kind of starts out really <laughs> innocently. It's a really great way to piss him off, uh, apparently. <laughs> so he's he's trying to figure out why he can't log on to the server anymore. And so he reads a couple things, and, and apparently, in a nutshell, he doesn't have access to the non-elder non servers. He'll only be able to access the elder server when they are doing testing on it, and then they can't add him back to the other server list at this time. And he's like, "What? You know, what the fuck's going on here? You know, I've been beta testing this game, you know, since February or March or whatever it is." He's like, "What the hell?" Apparently he was kicked from any non-elder beta testing because he didn't create his new master account. Oh, he was clinging to the beta account like a right a drowning. He didn't person. create the, the new master account quick enough. Like a buoy. Like a buoy. A <laughs> drowning person clinging to a broken piece of shipboard. Yeah, he says the website was buggy and it kept giving him timeouts, and he got frustrated, so he gave up for a few days. And apparently he finally got it working again when when it's you know for some reason. It just wasn't working at the time. He put in his beta center key, and he was he was granted, you know, closed beta status and elder status again. Everything looked okay. Apparently, he lost his pre-order keys for some reason when he bought he bought a brand new computer. Uh, he says for the sole purpose of playing Warhammer. I don't know why you'd need a brand new PC to play Warhammer because it's not really all that graphic intensive. Maybe it was green. Maybe. Uh, but anyway, somehow he lost his his pre-order keys in in the whole whole mess. Couldn't figure out what happened, and uh, you know, and apparently he still can't get back in. So he's pretty much gone from beta. Can't play the beta anymore, and he's pretty cheesed off about it. And and this is where he he kind of rages against the machine, so to speak. Noah, do you want to? Take it from here. Sure. <laughs> As he cracks his fingers and bleeds <laughs> grin. Admittedly, I wasn't the best tester for war. I've owned up to that in the past. But I feel as though I've been used. They got what they needed for me, what little it was. And now I'm cast aside because they can't be bothered to fix a stupid mistake on their end. If it was intentional, not a mistake at all, well, that makes it even worse. Shoe fly. 
we have enough testers now that we don't give a shit about you anymore. We smell the millions of dollars coming our way in the near future. That's all that's really important, ATM. Ciao. Sayonara. Abiento. Don't let the door hit your ass on the way out. You think I'm actually going to bother testing elder content after being treated like this? Mistake or not, the fact that you aren't even willing to hear my plea about it is just pathetic. Kill my beta account, folks, because I won't be needing it. What an effing joke. Seriously. Spelled S-R-S-L-Y. <laughs> Here's hoping I didn't just kill any chances of a dev interview for any upcoming chaos cast, Smiley. I don't hold it against you guys personally, the ones we care about interviewing anyway, but this is just a frustratingly stupid situation, and I feel totally burned. Man, and then this that, that was like a total rant. From the heart. From the heart. Yeah, it was. <laughs> From the heart. Was, no no fanboyism there, man. He no, was, not at no, all. That, he was just that is the sound seriously pissed. P-O'd. That is the sound of a fanboy's heart breaking. <laughs> is is this what is this what it sounds like when doves cry? It is what it sounds like when the doves cry. <laughs> it's quite and sad. then some of the resp- and take note of this because this post was deleted. Yes, when he came to his senses, it was deleted, but but not before the Channel Massive Spy Network got a hold of this. Yes, Jason's superhero <laughs> ability. We will now reveal it is he has a sixth sense. He can tell when a post is going to be deleted because it's too incendiary. And I knew or it. Too, I knew the second I too saw painful it. Or, or I knew just the second I saw it, he was going to retract everything that he had said. And so and Jay- as one of our really good friends puts it, the internet never forgets. Never no. forgets. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Ever. Because you understand there's this mechanism called caching. But anyway, what's really funny is Jason actually didn't get this out of a cache. He grabbed it. Because he knew what was going to happen, so he made a copy and sent it to us days ago and said... Well, and not days ago, just early this morning. Was it this morning? It, just, yeah. it was like just this here, and we didn't know what it was about until he <laughs> explained it to us. But what's really funny is when you analyze the... Well, not analyze it. When you view the, the comments, the first one is not particularly well written. Good on you <laughs> for having the balls to man up and post what you feel. It's getting a little tiring seeing all these blogs and game reporters, quote-unquote, drop to their knees just because they want a developer to come on their podcast. So there's the first rather supportive... That's how it starts. And then the downward spiral begins, (laughs) and after 16 or so, the last one is, what whiny nonsense, your sense of entitlement is astounding given how much time you've had in the beta before the rest of us, and that the open beta is like, what, a week away? This nonsense diatribe has lost you another reader for good. And that would be the last comment. And shortly thereafter, <laughs> everything was deleted. Yes. Yeah, this is a, one of those rare events that uh, is deserving of a Blogosteria Achievement Badge. Achievement unlocked. <laughs> and what will this badge be? We'd like to award the green skin with the Nothing to See Here Badge. That's where a blogger decides to... Delete an entire post. Move along. The entire thread's gone. He was, yeah, he probably was so mortified by what he wrote that he couldn't take it anymore. And it was followed up by a new post called Taking a Deep Breath. The Day After. Yeah, it was like The Day After. <laughs> the Reckoning. <laughs> the Wakening. <laughs> it was sobering. <laughs> it was the Age of Reckoning to the Reckoning. <laughs> 
I love how this starts out, too. He's like, breathe, count to ten, one, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> so he's like, oh, I must relax myself. And he decided to calm down a little bit. And, and he totally kind of tried, well, he doesn't totally necessarily retract everything that he has to say. But There's no record of it but well, he admits to well, deleting it no there is a record of it well as far as right he, here as far as he knows there's no record of it so he doesn't totally have to apologize well, he says if you're really interested in checking out the drama i'm sure google reader has it cached but i don't but feel even it belongs then it doesn't last the site anymore <laughs> it wasn't my intention to tear mythic down just to use this site as a whining outlet which in retrospect wasn't a good idea it doesn't change the fact that i'll still be playing at launch so meh and he had like a just yeah so like we pointed out it was just a huge crybaby outburst by by Zanfig or Snafig or how in the, how in there how do you pronounce that I don't even know how you go about pronouncing that Danzig <laughs> Danzig <laughs> so I think it's Snafzig Snafzig and some of the comments that come after this they say futile or not you stand by it and it shouldn't and you shouldn't have to delete in fear by fear i mean fear that mythic won't grace you with a developer interview or some other crap that post had whiny elements but it showed a non-fanboy side which is rarely seen nowadays everyone is sweating developers to visit their blogs forums or podcasts that no one posts anything marginally hard hitting it's too bad you know and i disagree it that is a fanboy, typical fanboy response to something bad that happened to him. It's the total fanboy response mm-hmm. to something like that. Mm-hmm. So I disagree with that. You know, and then everybody's giving him hugs and saying, oh, it's going to be okay. <laughs> what are some of the other ones? Some of the funny responses to this this the retractive post. Oh, well. Or, yeah. Great site. Venting your frustration only proves that you're human. Maybe you should call this site the pink skin. Actually, Heartless <laughs> has a response. Work. Oh, really? He said, we only wanted to beat you down to bring you back up. <laughs> yeah, that is, that's a great one. Love it. So anyway, we, we would like to award... Award the greenskid.com with the nothing to see here badge. It will be sent to you, uh, you know, in a care as soon package. As we can, yeah, in a care package. Yes. As soon as we can get it out, uh, congratulations. And, uh, well, that that was Blogosteria. Yeah, keep on blogging. Keep on blogging. We love you guys. Any procrastination song! Um. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> We're ready to end it. Episode 57 comes to an end. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to give us any feedback or things to talk about, or if you'd like to critique us, <laughs> please send us an email at mail at channelmassive.com. You can also send an MP3 or a wave format audio clip like Nameless One does to the same email address. Pardon? I have anything in my teeth. <laughs> and last but not least, if you have Skype, which is a free and simple download, you can leave us a voicemail via their interface. 
And you can reach us there at channel.massive.skype. Do it. We hope to hear from you one way or the other, and we hope you liked the show. Until next week, bye-bye.